Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Right. Well, that's it. We've tasted our first defeat under Ange Postecoglou, and it's come at the hands of Maurizio Pochettino. His Chelsea sides have, yep, inflicted a 4-1 defeat upon us. It's weird. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel like a 4-1 defeat. It feels like from that second half, there's a lot of positives to take. So I'm, I don't really want to, I don't really want to hammer the team too much. I think they played like heroes, to be honest, in that second half. The high line, I mean, we'll get into this a bit. I kind of question that a bit, given that we had nine men, but... That's the way Ange Postacoglu plays things. It's just, it's just annoying, isn't it? It's annoying that it has to be Chelsea. Chelsea in such bad form. I didn't want to listen to it. I didn't want to hear people saying you're not proper Spurs unless you think this was going to happen. But it's annoying. It is annoying. And it is, look, it's that, the old football cliche, isn't it? Game of two halves. First half, ridiculous the most freakish game of football I've ever seen. Half of it self-inflicted, half of it just the footballing gods not being too kind to us. Um, second half played like absolute heroes. Um, I mean, look, let's let's we'll dive into the we'll dive we'll dive into the first half like Destiny a doggy decided to dive into Raheem Sterling and really set the tone of it. I mean, the way. <sighs> It felt like it felt like we just totally got rattled by a Pochettino side playing like a Pochettino side. And I'm just I'm so shocked and I'm so disappointed in that first half at least that somebody like Dyer or somebody like Sonny didn't prep a lot of these younger lads to be ready for this. Because Chelsea absolutely shit housed us in that first half. It was peak Poch ball. It was peak Pochettino ball. They completely shithoused us. They were kicking us all over the park. And it got into our heads. We got completely rattled. Destiny Doggy's young. He's learning. He's had an impeccable season to this point. He was very lucky to get away with a red, I think, personally, from the start. That was a warning for him. He didn't heed that, did he? I mean, it was rash, his second yellow. Again, but two rash challenges. Christian Romero... Christian Romero is, I mean, it's very, very disappointing. It's very disappointing to see Christian Romero get made vice-captain, as he has done this season, seemingly mature with that role, seemingly iron out this kind of petulance from his game. But he completely bought it today. I don't know. I don't know if Pochettino knew. Pochettino, very, very similar, very similar defender. To anybody that doesn't remember Pochettino as a player, very similar. I think they used to, I think at Espanol they used to call him the general or something like that. There's a compilation of Pochettino as a player um, at Espanol, and it, it you could it would be like watching Christian Romero. Complete shithouse, complete rash challenges everywhere, roughhousing. And I wonder if Pochettino just knew, knew he could rattle somebody like Romero. It's, if anyone's ever watched The Sopranos, I don't know if you ever remember, and this is what it made me think of, right? 
there's an episode in Sopranos when Tony Soprano's like hot-headed sister Janice. The the Soprano family are all very hot-headed, right? And Janice goes to anger management and she starts trying to get a bit holier than now with Tony, telling him how good anger management will be for him and all this type of stuff, right? And Tony Soprano in his head just knows. He knows I can rattle her though. I know, I know the real Janice is in there. And it comes like the culmination of the episode is he manages to wind her up at this big family meal at the end of it. And she explodes in this big temper tantrum. And Tony Soprano leaves and he's got this big sort of smile on his face because he knows he's gotten to them. Chelsea, for me, it felt that way with Christian Romero today. It felt like they knew, yes, yes, we knew we could wind him up. We knew because he's been too, he's been too like squeaky clean so far this season and the beast is still in there somewhere and he he, he let himself down today he let he's he's had a fantastic fantastic season Christian Romero right he has you can't gun him too hard however however the point that you can make against him is the fact that <laughs> When the pressure is finally on us again, right? We've we've played we've played very well to this point, and it's not been zero pressure, but we've been free from pressure. We've been this young, exciting side, new manager. Everybody likes him. We've kind of been on a bit of a roll. We've reinvented ourselves, and now that people are starting to take notice of Spurs, this game against Chelsea, people are suddenly being like, right, this is this is going to be a good test for this Tottenham side. Now let's see what they're made of. For Romero to lose his head like he did today, and somebody, somebody sort of saying to me on Twitter, he didn't lose his head. It was a, it was a, it was one of those fifty-fifty challenges in the box, where some days that's not a red card, and some days it's not even a penalty. And I do agree with that, but I would have agreed with it more if it wasn't literally what two minutes earlier than that he lashed out. At, was it Colwell off the ball <laughs> in that David Beckham style? on Diego Simeone in the 98 World Cup style lashing out. And it would have been a harsh red card for that, but he, it's still petulant. It's still him getting rattled by Chelsea doing the dark arts. Chelsea doing the Pochettino style dark arts that we've seen ourselves and we've reveled in time after time after time. Somebody else tweeted at me saying it was like they were playing like a team of lamellas. And that was it's perfect way of putting it. Perfect way of putting it. A team of lamellas, and we absolutely bought it. We absolutely bought it. Pochettino, he he nailed us in that respect. Like young, inexperienced team, player like Romero there, who has been good so far, but has that in him. We can get to these lot. We can get to them. And going from a position where we were totally in control, where I was disappointed that we. You know, well, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, you're disappointed that Spurs' second goal was offside, Jack. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I know, I know. But still, the fact that the second goal, millimetres offside, millimetres offside, but we felt good for that, right? We felt good for a 2 0 lead. And from that point, we're cruising. From that point, we go on and win 3 0 or something like that. 3 0, 4 0, 3 1, 4 1, whatever. We batter them from that point because we were totally dominant. We were passing the ball around nicely controlling it nicely and then Chelsea just flicked the dark art switch and we completely bought it they dragged us down to their level they completely dragged us down to their level and look 
we got to say, we benefited from that at times under Pochettino. We've seen how he does that. And we fell for it. We completely bought it. And like I say, I don't like, I don't want to gun him too hard because I think it was a heroic effort that second half. But Sonny is our captain, who was one of Pochettino's main men. I'm just slightly disappointed that he maybe couldn't have gotten through to those players a bit more to expect that from a Pochettino team, to expect what was coming. Because we just completely bought it. We completely bought it, completely lost our heads. And that will be a rude awakening for that team. Um, but look, we have to flip. The, to the, we have to flip not only to the second half, because the second half is obviously relevant to right now. But from the first half to this second half, from everything that's preceded this game, the way we've played, the spirit and everything like that, that doesn't disappear. And we saw that in the second half. I know we conceded three more goals, or two or three, I can't remember, two or three. What was it, one all at half time? One all at half time, yeah. Conceded three goals in the second half. It's unfortunate. The scoreline is ugly. Scoreline flatters Chelsea massively. And it's disappointing. The The most disappointing thing out of the back of this, though, is the loss of Christian Romero for three games now because he couldn't keep his head. And Mickey van der Ven, it looked bad, didn't it? It looked like a bad one. The way he pulled up, there are some hammies where you're like, okay, that's maybe a bit of stiffness. And there's some where you're like, he's going to be out for months. And really, I mean, I'm not, look, again, I'm not a physio. Right, I'm not an armchair physio. I'm not, a, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know much about elite fitness. All right. I said this last time. But from watching football, right? From watching football for many years, we've all watched football for many years, right? I'm sure the majority of us have anyway. We've seen those. We've seen the way certain players can pull up like that. It doesn't look good, does it? It doesn't look good. Um, I mean, We've we got a sh yeah, comment here from Emily Sherwood. I don't know any any relation, Emily, to to the great Gilade one. Um, but she says, "Why always Chelsea?" It's a fair point. It's a fair point. It does always seem to be them, doesn't it? Always seems to be them that these hideous <laughs> type of results came. I mean, it's just it's such a. It's such a it's such a mad one. Lorenzo oh seven as well says thinks we think we have a lot of positives to take on this. Um, hang on, think we have a lot of positives to take on this. More negatives, but still major positives in terms of how we kept going to the end. I agree with that, mate. I think the the, the negatives belong in the first half, and it's some things outside of our control. We remain to be seen how long Madison will be out for. Hopefully, won't be long. Van der Ven. I think as many sort of people are saying in the comments here, it feels like it's going to be a long one. I think it is going to be a long one. Um, it's disappointing. But what we do have to take heart from is that that, that fighting spirit that Ange Postacoglu has managed to work into this side so quickly, so early on into his tenure. We're still there. We're still there when we had nine men in that second half. We were still fighting our, to our very best to the very end. And look, you know, again, Eric Dyer, millimetres, millimetres offside for having that kind of hero arc, for Eric Dyer to step in and, I mean, his finish was absolutely sublime. We sat there on 2-2. There's every chance we hold out. We hold out for that. It's 
it's one of those games that it feels is so painful, right? And I, I appreciate, right? I'm sat here at home. I've watched it in the comfort of my own home on my armchair, like with the central heating on. First time I put the central heating on actually today. That's an interesting one for this. I haven't been in the stadium, so I appreciate if people are fuming, coming back from the game, cold, angry, had Chelsea fans shouting their usual bile at them. I get it. You're going to be livid. And maybe the last thing you want to hear is me saying, wow, you know, there's plenty of positives from that. I get it. I understand it. But what I'm just saying is that I think there are many, many positives from that. The big negatives, though, that we can't avoid is Van der Ven. I mean, that is the major one, right? Van der Ven being out is huge. Does Eric Dyer step into the team now? Does Ashley Phillips step into the team? You know? It's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard to say. The high line earlier wasn't looking too smart. I don't really know if we can blame Eric Dyer for the for the high line in that one, but it wasn't looking too smart, was it? Either way, in that second half, um, down to as few players as we had. Oh, I don't know. It's just an annoying one. It's an annoying one, and you know that, you know, <laughs> we had the chance to go five clear. Five clear of Arsenal tonight. And that's not what it's about. It's about Tottenham doing as best as they can. There's a long season ahead of us, right? Very long season ahead of us still. We were going to lose at some point. We weren't going to be the Tottenham Invincibles. And I know some people will say that's defeatist mentality. And maybe it is. But the chances of us being the Tottenham Invincibles were very minimal. We were going to lose a game at some point. It is annoying that it's come to Chelsea. It is annoying that it's come to Maurizio Pochettino. Um... But that's life. That's how it is, right? Um, it's just annoying, isn't it? Titled the last podcast, um, Everything's Going Our Way with Jamie. And it did feel like everything was going away. And it felt like today, everything went against us, including ourselves. It felt like we played against ourselves today. Um, and it's hard. It's just it's such a. It's such. A, I don't know about you. I don't know if how anyone else is feeling. Please tell me in uh, in the comments. I am streaming this live for anybody that listens to this the podcast version. I do stream these live now on YouTube straight after. Um, how are you feeling though? Because I don't. We've lost four one to Chelsea. It's our first loss of the season. But I don't feel as angry as I normally would after a Chelsea loss. I was. I was. I was livid at half time. I was livid with how we played, but the way that the majority of the team played, the lads played in that second half, there was enough there to be positive about. And I'm gu- I'm gutted about Van der Ven. I keep almost sort of forgetting that. It's almost like self-preservation. I'm pushing that to the back of my head, right? But, you know, it, how does everyone feel? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people here saying Brennan Johnson, very promising. I agree. I really like him. I'll do all the players individually, like in a bit after you know after we as I normally do. But I just think Spurs have done very very well there. I think Spurs. I don't know. I can't say they've done very very well. I I just I can't say they've done very very well in a game we've lost four one. Right? Liverpool played with nine men against us at White Hart Lane and narrowly lost two one. They played very very well. We played well. We showed a lot of spirit. We showed a lot of heart, but ultimately Chelsea still cut through us, didn't they? And scored four goals. So 
I can't I can't say we played very, very well. I can't do that. Especially after that first half as well. Um Spurs Simpsons, good lad. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, if uh if you are on Twitter or X as weirdos call it. It doesn't feel like a 4-1 loss. Maybe it's denial, but the fact we kept going and almost got it to 2-2. Yeah, I mean, I agree, mate. I agree. Um, it's it's brilliant. Tony Stark says, I'm going to start an anti-Jack agenda if Romero doesn't get a negative score. Look, I gave him plenty. I gave him plenty of negative scores last year. He's just been fantastic this season, right? He's been fantastic so far this year. And I think I've, I've like praised him accordingly. Um Wyatt West says only anger is because it's Chelsea and the worry because of the injuries dash bans agree very much there. Um, so much to work off here, off of here though. And think Ange can rally the lads around this. I agree. Wyatt. I agree. And I think that's, um, I think that's a really good point. Um, Dwayne says any mentality left from the previous era is likely completely shed away tonight. I'm going to take that as a positive, Dwayne. I, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent what you're saying there, um, but I think you're saying that like we're not kind of you know we're not we're not the Spurs that we were previously, where we might absolutely collapse in those situations. And I think we've done pretty well, so I'm I'm going to agree with you there. Um, Shittown. I'm going to guess Shit for Chicago. So I'm not going to say Chi Town. Shittown Spurs. Um, if it does sound a bit like you're saying shit, doesn't it? Maybe that's the point. Took nine men and a load of nonsense to lose. We're going to be fine. Agree, mate. Agree. And almost equalised twice. Yep, agree. Um, Shytown. There we go. Darren says Shytown. That's it. Shytown Spurs. But you don't say Chicago, do you? Maybe you do. Do you say Chicago if you're from Chicago? Is that me? Is this one of those tomatoes, tomatoes thing? I don't know. It's all nonsense, isn't it? Oh, you say things a bit differently. Who cares? We all speak on the internet all day, every day now, isn't it? Like this. No, I'm not going to do some big rallying cry against like nationalism. It's football. Let's keep it to football. Keep politics out of football, right? None of that. None of that nonsense. Um, look. If you come here to see the Spurs, if you if you are a rival fan here, you come to see me do the. I've had enough, Ange Postecoglou. I've had enough. Oh, I don't want to. It's not going to happen. Like it's just come on, you know. I know some people will be profiteering for that. I don't actually. I don't think even Spurs have one of those, do we? I don't think we do. I don't think we have a. That was a disgrace. This is. Gonna, I'll tell you what. This is going to be my thumbnail now. For anyone watching this, I'm going to change the thumbnail to afterwards. Right. That Christian Romero, get him out, get him out of the club. Um, but look, <sighs> Noah Chapman, Jackson scored the worst hat trick ever seen in the Premiership, um, in the Premier Prem Premiership. Show my age there. Um, and doing the Ronaldo celebration is outrageous. Yeah, I mean, bizarre, isn't he? Bizarre. Um, I agree. Expression, but expressions does it tongue in cheek as well, and he is funny. I liked expressions was was the guy with me that came along at first, and I think it triggered everybody because everyone was like, "No, we don't want like a wobble-headed Spurs fan that's going to shout." And then we're all like, "Actually, he's really smart. He's really funny. He's really clever. Like, you got to give him his dues, haven't you?" Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm being told Pochettino's about to speak, but I don't care. I don't care. Get him in the bin. Um, look. 
you don't need to listen to Pochettino speak because you already listened to this chubby Argy speaking. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Should we do the play? Look, I've had, look this, is, this is going around in circles, isn't it? We've had... We've gone through the full range of emotions here. It was annoying the first half. Ramirez wound us up, but second half we've rallied. We've done. We've done well. Um, Paul Polycarpu says, "I suppose we will see how good we are now." I agree with that, mate. I agree with that. Um, it's going to be tough, though. It's going to be tough. Van der Ven and Romero have allowed us to play massively in the way that uh, you know, in the way that we would. Um, well, we have done so far, if I can get my words out properly. Um, I'm just getting up now. The team sheets. Tottenham versus Chelsea, 4-1. Right. Let's do, let's do the players. Let's do the players. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So, Guillermo Vicario. I mean, as ever, what a player. What a perf- The guy's conceded four goals and he's still potentially my man in the match for Spurs. Like, what an absolutely elite goalkeeper. What an elite goalkeeper. My mate Tommy used to work for Spurs. Um, actually, I used to work with him previously. But when we signed his Italian lad, when we signed Vicario this summer, he was like, mate, not just saying it because he's Italian. You, We've signed, like, such an elite keeper. He is so good. Like, he's so, so good. And I was kind of like, yeah, all right, Tommy. I don't, you know, I know, I know you say it's not an Italian thing, and, you know, but, you know, come on. Like, is this, is this 17 million pound goalkeeper? And we've missed out on David Ryer, and, you know, don't know, right? But, I mean, proven so completely wrong, right? What a keeper. So many brilliant saves very quick to rush off his line to be the the last man in defence so many times so often I mean outstanding performance he did a he did a proper great leg save as well I can't remember if it was from Mudrick or from Sterling um, pulled off a brilliant leg save um, no it wasn't it was Cucurella wasn't it it was that save against Cucurella almost like Emmy Martinez is in the in the World Cup final um, absolutely phenomenal I mean, what a player. I'm so happy he's ours. I tweeted, like, you know, the way this game's going, you, you you wouldn't be surprised if his arms fell off in the second half. And when he was down for an extended period of time, I was really worried. After after Mudrick left one in on him, I mean, the way the game had got... I'll tell you, one thing I have left out. Reese James, very, very lucky to get away with that elbow. Very, very... 
Romero's Romero's red card was an orange card because I don't it was ra- it was rash and that's why he's gotten the red card but he was playing the ball he was playing the ball and I I get I'm not it was an orange card for me so I get why he got sent off I I you know but Reese James has had a, a, I'm pretty sure it was a doggy he went in on he's had a good look at him he's had a good look at him and he's clocked him right in the face He's got him right in the face. To 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 say that that wasn't like intentional, I I mean, again, we 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 can't. We're not mind readers, are we? But I don't know. I don't know. I think dodgy one, dodgy one, inconsistent. Um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, great. I, I don't know. Vicario just great. Nearly saved the penalty as well, um, as Jonathan Gray has pointed out to me. Very true. I've gotten that. So close to saving the penalty. Just a, a, a phenomenal goalkeeper. Phenomenal performance from him. Even though he conceded four goals, he'll be absolutely steaming tonight. He'll be livid. You know he will be. Um, but I think he can hold. I think he's one of the players that can really hold his head high after the game today. Destiny a doggy. A night to forget for him. Let's be honest. A night to forget. A wonderful, wonderful talent. A wonderful player. Doesn't take away from any of that. He's he's a very young player, right? He's played with such maturity that's been, you know, it's, it's been astonishing to see the level of maturity he's played at, right, so far this season for a player so young. We've spoken about that a lot. That two-footed challenge on Sterling in the first half, he probably should have gone for that. I'm surprised he didn't. Some people will say, you know, contest it. But again, like Romero's, an orange card, I guess. So they go either way. He got a yellow on that occasion. He was still rash for the second, knowing he was on a yellow card. Sterling's control was taking him away from goal. He didn't need to go to ground as, you know, as he did. Hopefully he'll learn from that. Hopefully he'll learn from that. But it really set the tone. The two-footed challenge really set the tone. Um... I think it's the first point when Chelsea knew they'd gotten to us. Even though we were we were, you know, one nil up. We were we were in control of the game. We just like I say, we allowed Pochettino to Pochettino us. He just did. Um and that's look, we can go over this. Look, Destiny Doggy is a fantastic, wonderful player, a wonderful talent. We're so lucky to have him in our side. And he'll learn from it, right? He's a young player. Get that out of your system, lad. Fine. It happens, right? We just, we have to accept this. We have to accept this because the net good from him so far this season is huge. It so vastly outweighs today or any other minor negatives we've seen previously, right? He's just, he's an astonishingly good player. Um, Mickey van der Ven, uh, I mean, just wounded, man. I'm so absolutely gutted as, you know, I know I'm not in the minority here either. Like, it's gutting. It's gutting. I mean, fingers, fingers crossed. He gets off lightly. But getting off lightly with a hammy in the way that it looked like that he could barely walk off the pitch, right? It's usually, what is it? It's usually... Six to eight weeks at least for a mild kind of hamstring strain. If he's if he's torn it, 
which if we're going to be pessimistic about it and just judging by his reaction, judging by the amount of agony he looked to be in, if he has torn it, that's months, isn't it? It's months out. Um, talking, well, I mean, obviously we're talking the new year. So what remains to be seen is if it's Dyer that plays or if it's Ashley Phillips, because we've heard a lot that, you know, Ashley Phillips is tearing up trees in the youth team. Lily White Rose, um, who watches a lot of the youth team, again, don't know if you follow them on Twitter or X, Lily White Rose. They were on the View from the Lane podcast the other evening, um, other evening the other day, and was saying, is it, I can't remember, it's, it's Dorrington, is it Dorrington in the, in the youth team, one of the youth teams? who he reckons is actually maybe a bit better than Ashley Phillips. Yeah, it is Dorrington. Tony Starks has said, yeah. Dorrington in the uh, in the, in the the youth team is supposedly, according to Lily White Rose anyway, was saying that he reckons he's maybe a bit better than Ashley Phillips. But because the Spurs have spent a lot of money on Ashley Phillips, maybe he'll get the nod first. Um, we'll see. Mitch Clyforth as well says, yeah, those hamstring type injuries in the NFL, multi-month. Heartbreaking for VDV. Yeah, I, I mean, it does feel that way, doesn't it? It does feel that way. It feels like it's a nasty one. Um, I mean, ultimately, let's just hope he can come back fit and firing as good as he has been. It's gutting for the lad. In his, you know, in his first season in the Premier League, to be tearing up trees the way he has been, to have that. It's, it's gutting for Spurs, but it is gutting for the lad as well. He will be absolutely livid and it's... It's terrible. It's it's absolutely like it's just awful. It's awful to see. <sighs> I mean, it's annoying. Christian Romero, look, I've spoken about him at length at the top. Just disappointing, lad. Disappointing. Um and we know, you know, I guess we and our opponents this evening knew that that side was there to him. Like he's got that in his game. And they managed to bring that out with him, of, of him, alarmingly easily. And he's been—he has been a good boy for most of this season. But he's let himself down. He's let himself down. He's let Tottenham Hotspur Football Club down today. He has done. He's a vice captain now, right? He's a vice captain. And yep, it's an orange card. Sometimes it's not even a penalty. But today he got a red card, gave away a penalty, and moments before that, lying on the ground, lashes out at a Chelsea player. On another day, he could have gotten a red card for that, right? We know that. Very, it's a, it's a real disappointing, real disappointing performance from him today. Um, so, you know, what can we say? Don't know. Just Gems says, uh, "Is Phillips quick?" Does anyone else know? I don't know. No idea. Um, Pedro Porro, I th I thought he was really good today. I thought Pedro Porro was great. Geeing up the crowd, didn't stop running, you know. Um, maybe, did he get caught out for any of the goals? I'm not sure. But I think he put a shift in. I think he was, you know, pretty impeccable. Um, his, you know, his pace is unbelievable. His fitness is unbelievable. He doesn't stop running. He's really, really, really kind of come into his own. From a player that I was, you know, I was criticising a lot. I wondered if he was at all 
at the required level for for this you know I looked at kind of a doggy over the other side of the pitch saw how good he was I was wondering if Poro was ever going to be able to step up to you know fit into this system but he has done with a plum um as I've said previously great again today um we really needed him but we still conceded four goals haven't we Eve Basuma I don't you know anybody anybody who listens to this right anybody that's listening to this is uh will know how much I'm I'm a big 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 fan of Eve Basuma but don't think it was a classic performance from him today. I don't think it was a classic Eve Pursuma performance. Um, I don't think it was terrible. I don't think he was bad. Um, I think he kept the ball moving quite well at times. I think he is he's good at breaking up opposition play. I think he nicked the ball off of them quite well. But Enzo Fernandez and Conor Gallagher, they're very high energy. Very, very high energy, the pair of them. And I feel like him and Saar got a little overwhelmed by them. Um, yeah, I mean, Gallagher Gallagher was like one of the architects of the shithousing as well. But that's no surprise. He's always been like that against Spurs. He's always, I mean, he's a Chelsea boy through and through. He did it when he was at loan at, you know, I think, was he at loan at West Brom? At first, when I first noticed him and I saw him like really shithousing us in a game and I was like, who is this kid? And they were like, Chelsea Loney. Oh, right. That makes sense. And then he's had those years at Palace when he was like shithousing us and now still at Chelsea. He just loves giving some against us. Um, But him and Fernandez, you know, they'd be much maligned, especially Enzo Fernandez came with a big, big price tag. Enzo Fernandez, who, you know, another World Cup winner, great for Argentina last winter. Um, I don't think Premier League's seen the best of him so far, but very, very good, the pair of them today, I thought. Very high energy. It was a really tough, like, really tough evening for Basuma and for Saar, um, who I think struggled. I think they struggled with the intensity of them slightly uh, today because um, I don't think Basuma was his usual kind of commanding self. But the whole team was quite rattled, you know. The the defence behind Basuma for a lot of the game wasn't as settled as it normally is. Um, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Saar, I think, I think was decent. I think he was very unlucky to get that yellow card. I have no idea, really. Yeah, he gave, he gave Colwell a little nudge, but he was trying to pick the ball up and Colwell was standing over him, budging him. So he just kind of, you know, budged him back a little bit. And then Colwell completely lost his head. And for Saar to get a yellow card out of the back of that, I, di- I didn't, I wasn't buying that one at all. I didn't get it. I didn't understand that one. Um, it was a strange one for me. So quite unlucky. I think Saar, he put in a few good passes. He put in a few, as has been noticed by a few of his, you know, a few of the sort of anti-Saar agenda types um, that he puts in his sort of hospital passes from time to time. I did notice a few of those this, uh, this evening. Um, there was that one disappointing one when we had a break and he could have and he's he's quite good at threading those balls through but he had that one that he could have just threaded through to Sonny a bit more crisply um, and I think he under hit it slightly Sonny looked quite disappointed as well but again it's a 21 year old lad big game high pressure game I think he did all right for the most part Sar. Um 
like I said, I just think him and Basuma did struggle together as a unit with the intensity of Gallagher and Fernandez, to be honest. Um, but I like Saar. I'm a big fan of Saar. Really big fan of him. Um, you know, love the lad. Um, Brennan Johnson, I mean, from what we saw of him, what we saw of him, he was really good. He was really good. Gave us more than Richarlison has done down that side of the pitch. Um, I think he is more of a natural fit with Madison, with Sonny in particular. They seem to interchange really nicely. I like his pace. I like his directness. He feels like a player that can make stuff happen. Um, and I don't feel that with Richarlison. I just don't. I feel with Richarlison, it's a, it's a, it's a case of kind of, you know, clutching at straws oh you know he pressed well today or he ran a lot off the ball and I understand that that is important at times in in games but his heavy touch his often kind of mishit passes mishit shots scuffed shots I think it undermines a lot of his positives um whereas with Brennan Johnson he just seems to be a lot cleaner he seems to be a lot crisper he the way I, what I really like, what I really like about him and a lot of players in that type of position, I think is like crucial for players who are playing in this kind of winger inside forward role, is his ability to pick the ball up in his stride very cleanly and continue running with it, like a like a video game, like like a FIFA player or something like that. Do you know what I mean? When you can just pass the ball to their feet and they just collect it like it's magnetized and they can run forward with it. That's one of those things I've noticed about Johnson. I really like his technique. I think he's a really clean footballer. I think his passing is always crisp. I think his touch is very nice. I think his vision's very nice. I think he knows when to kind of, you know, hand the ball off to Sonny or to Madison, when to run into space for them. I just think I think he's a very exciting player. I think I I really, really like the look of him. I really like the look of him. And it's a shame we didn't get to see more of him today. Uh, a real shame. Dejan Klosevsky, um, I th- yeah, I thought it was a really good performance from him as well. I thought he was putting in a really good shift. I can understand the decision to bring him off. I guess we needed, we just needed to change to a more solid foundation. We had to kind of hit and hope, hope for set pieces. We had to build that solid foundation, bring on the skip, bring on Bentancur, have Hoybier back there. We had to just sacrifice our attacking play, really. Lob Sonny up there. Hope we can get the odds ball through to him on a breakaway or try and break through on set pieces and it nearly worked for us nearly worked you know Eric Dyer came so close to uh to making that to making that happen um didn't quite happen though did it didn't quite get there didn't quite get the breakthrough that we needed um and Kulisevsky was obviously sacrificed for that game plan but I think up until that point he was great. He was holding the ball up well. He was he was being a real nuisance for Chelsea's defence as well. He was he was up there robbing the ball off of them a lot, um, tackling really well, pressing really well, making it so that Chelsea had to pass the ball around in a hurried fashion at the back. Um, great goal as well. Obviously, he he scored. I mean, it was a deflection, but I'm not going to say it was lucky because. He still made the angle for himself. He still had a shot, which is lovely to see from him because he's been so hesitant to do that so far, really this season. Um, and he got his just, you know, he got his he got his just rewards for doing that. I 
think saying someone got their just res- just rewards is a negative thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, if someone acts like a dick, they'll get their just rewards sooner or later. Um, so I don't really mean it in that way. I mean, he got he, he, he got a good thing for trying a good thing. Um, good. Good performance today. More of what you want to see from him, right? More attacking intent. He kept cutting inside being really awkward for them and there was there were a few nice moments where he just doesn't give up that's the thing i like about dick he can, he can get tackled but then he'll still he'll still harry the man that's just that's just tackled him try and keep the ball in play he's so good at doing that um on the touchline fighting for the ball keeping it in play and just getting a ball into the box as somebody to get something on the end of um He's yeah, he's he he's he's a great player. I love the way, and I think he's very important for this side. Um, James Madison again went off, didn't he? Went off. He he was doing well at first when we were in command of the game, um, and then everybody behind him lost their asses, and it all became a real bitty struggle um after that point and he was getting involved he was dropping back he was getting stuck in um he was putting a shift in that's for sure um trying his best to kind of drop deep make something happen break up Chelsea's play and carry the ball forwards himself um but it was a it was an attritional nasty game um after that you know before we even got our red cards really um very scrappy it was ugly and you know I, I think Madison is you know he, he he's, he's you know I can't say he doesn't shine in those circumstances he does and he has done so far this season on several occasions for us um but it would have been interesting to see how he would have done for the rest of the game had he had he not been subbed off and I dare say you know had we gone down to the nine men it would have been a real dilemma whether or not to bring him off as you know, I think Kulisevsky. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We do. We don't need to. We don't need to deal with that sort of speculation, do we? Because it. Who who knows? Who cares? He came off because he got injured, and that's a shame. And hopefully, he won't be out for long. Um, yeah. Huminson, uh, a a decent enough game, I thought. From Sonny, ran a lot. Um, tried his best to do what he could with the few times we did manage to carve an opportunity for him kept running the channels kept being a nuisance for Chelsea's defense he's always a threat there and I think when you've got a player like Sonny on the pitch like that there is always that threat there for the opposition um nearly nearly managed to get one didn't he right towards the end to make it 2-2 um just didn't quite get enough power on the shot I guess that's partly from partly from fatigue um you know he has he has scored that as you know Tony Starks has pointed out to me here, but he he did score that goal. It was very narrowly offside. Um, it was a good performance from Sonny. Like it was a good performance. You know the only thing I, I would say is like I say, you know, as a captain, as a former Pochettino general, I would have liked to have seen him be able to number one grab Romero and be like snap out of it, like snap out of this. What are you doing? And also, for the game, maybe he did. Maybe he did do this, and maybe still the young players, like, you know, 
it's hard to know is when somebody's telling you to do something sometimes you just have to have the lived experience to really understand it but uh like i said pochettino team doing what pochettino teams do and we fell for it we fell for it completely um it's funny isn't it they said on sky sports that part way into the second half that we ended the game with only is it four or five of the players that we started the game with on the pitch um so there's a few subs to go through on this one oliver skip i thought was really good i thought skippy was exactly the type of player we needed um for that second half when we had nine men on the pitch a lot of battling him a lot of fight runs a lot i think he is a fit player um was dogged tried his best to break up Chelsea's play and I think he did do a good job quite a lot of the time there were a couple of good opportunities I, th- I want to say he nicked one off of Jackson when they were only 2-1 up at that point um, he nicked the ball off of Jackson I think in the box um, and I just think he was generally good sort of you know buzzing around so a good performance from all over Skip and again like I always say like a player that I do I, you know I want to see sort of stay about i know people get very triggered by and people get very annoyed um by skip's mere existence but i think every squad needs players like him he's homegrown for a start you know that's a precious commodity in today's game um but as Ange has alluded to it feels like he is one of those players that is happy to sit on the bench doesn't kick up a fuss and then when required to when called upon will come out onto the pitch and do his best, give it his all for the for the team. So, Skippy, you know, you're all right by me, lad. Pierre Mahoybier, I thought was, I'll be honest, I thought he was absolutely magnificent when he came on today. And I've been a very harsh critic of his in the past, um, pretty often. Um, but I think he was very, very, very good today when he came on. That clearance off the line that he celebrated like a goal, good on him like well done um he he tried his best to break up a lot of chelsea's moves and he was pretty successful in doing that several times throughout the game um i just think it was overall you know he he was obviously just tasked with getting their break up play don't let them score do whatever you can and i think he tried his best i think he tried his hardest um and you know, Ian three four one five says being homegrown is not a reason to keep mediocrity on the bench. I mean, I, I don't think Skip is mediocre for a start. I think Skip's a very good player. Um, I don't think he's mediocre really at all. I think he would go to most other Premier League clubs and look like a really good player. Um, and homegrown players, it, I mean, it, it is a thing, Ian, mate. Like you need a certain amount of homegrown players in your team. You do, and we don't have many at all. So, I mean, it it literally is a it literally is a reason. Like, this is something that the Premier League, or I, I don't even know if it's if it's a Europe wide thing or if it's a Premier League initiative, but it is an important element to this conversation. Like, we can't we can't just deny that. Um, but Pierre Mahoybier, great performance today. No, good player. Um, Emerson Royale. Came on, played what, like centre-back for most of the game um, in the second half. 
look, it's, it's tough to, isn't it? It's tough to praise. We'll talk about Royal and Dyer together, I guess, because it's tough, isn't it, to praise two makeshift defenders when we've conceded three goals in the second half. We've lost 4-1 and say they had a good game, but I feel like they did. You know, neither of those lads is suited to play in a high line. Ange persisted with that high line. Um, and we we felt it right. Porro tried his best to uh, to cover for, I, I guess, the pair of them, really. Um, and there's only so much he could do. It's difficult. It's difficult. I think both of them did a good job, but, you know, like I say, we lost 4-1. We know neither Emerson Royale or Eric Dyer are of the required standard for us. I do want to see us spend some more money in January on a uh, on another centre-back. Who that is, I don't know, but I'm not a scout, right? We've got this big new scouting network in place at the club. Hopefully they can identify you know, a gem or two uh, for us. That would be very good. Um Eric Dyer, it would have been lovely to see him have a bit of redemption today. That 2-2, it would it would have just been lovely, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I mean, again, state the obvious, Jack. But, you know, I, I sort of I feel for the lad, right? I feel for a lad. Um, Rodrigo Bentancur. Good. Good. Like, moves the ball about nicely. You see how kind of graceful he is at carrying the ball um of retaining the ball he does seem to have a, a sort of casual sort of press resistance about him i like the way he kind of sweeps the ball to pass it the way he just sort of his foot just kind of pushes through the ball um great player great to have him back um we're going to need him in the coming months aren't we but you know <sighs> It's just annoying. It's an annoying day today, but I don't feel as livid as I thought I would. Um, he said to me at the start of, you know, if, if somebody said to you, like, if you had the almanac, the sporting almanac from Back to the Future, and you saw the result today, 4-1 to Chelsea, you would think, God, I'm going to be absolutely livid this evening. Absolutely livid. And I feel like we're not that angry, right? We're worried or upset about van der ven um a bit of a cause of concern romero out for three games lost his head in the way that he did that is concerning that is frustrating but the spirit of the team today you can't fault them for that you can't um they did their best mauricio pochettino has been the victor this evening in playing Pete Pochball, he's done it. Like he's Tottenham Hotspur have been Pochettinoed. We completely bought it. We were our own worst enemies today. Um, it's frustrating, but the positives are we're still ahead of Arsenal. We're still ahead of Chelsea. We're still, I think, we're still second in the table. I think so. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think. Let me just double check that now. <laughs> I, th I think we are yeah we're still second we're still second in the table so two points ahead of Liverpool two points ahead of Arsenal our first loss of the season right 
taking it's taking eleven games for us to lose a game. It's pretty impressive. It's against Chelsea, horrible bogey team for us. There's plenty to there's plenty to look forward to this season, right? Um, I don't know. We just got to take we got to take it as it comes, right? We got to take each game as it comes. We've got to see that spirit in that second half and we have to think that's, that's what Ange Postacoglu is doing here. That's the main thing. We've got some exceptional players here, but we had some exceptional players under Antonio Conte. We only saw a very brief spell of them doing well. We saw with nine men this evening, Tottenham play out, not out, I'm not going to say we outplayed Chelsea with nine men. We didn't, that's not true, but put up a very good fight against Chelsea with nine men for half an hour plus, right? That is what Ange Postacoglu has instilled into this team. So if we're missing Romero, we're missing Van de Ven, awful, gutting, heartbreaking. But the spirit of the team is still there. The core of it is still there. We have to hope, we have to have place faith in Ange Postacoglu, who's gotten us to this point already, 11 games in, our first loss. We have to place faith in him to carry us through this rough spell. There was going to be a rough spell. If we were going to win the league, like we're talking, could we, can we? And we say it was a joke. No, it wasn't. Let's be honest. There's that little bit of many of us that thinks that it could have been a possibility. I don't know how many will be thinking after today with the sort of injuries we've got and all that type of stuff. That remains to be seen. But seasons are long. Things happen. Players get injured. Like... You know, this was always going to happen. But the spirit, the fight, the belief, the unity that Ange Postacoglu has drilled into this team, has instilled into them so early on, is still there. We saw it today when we only had nine men. We just got to hope that that carries through. We've got to hope that that carries through into our next game. Wolves looks a bit ropey lately, right? Look, let's just... Let's just have a bit of faith in the lads. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. It's not over yet. Come on, you Spurs. All right. Yes, it's Chelsea, but whatever. Whatever. It's gone. It's done. It's done. Gone. Look, over there. Behind there with my pot, potted plant, right? Done. Behind us. Gone. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to the, to the podcast, maybe tomorrow morning, walking your dog. Maybe you're going to listen to it this evening. Well, it might not be this evening if you're you know, in America or elsewhere. Might be listening to it during the day. I get a lot of people say they listen to it while they're walking the dog. So, you know, if you're walking your dog, do it. Maybe you're walking your cat. I don't know. Some people walk their cats, don't they, on leads. I don't walk my cats because they wouldn't like it. Um, blah, blah, blah. But if you do like the pods, please do share them. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe, as people say. Leave any comments um, with the pod. Like I say, please rate, please review on your chosen podcast platforms. I tweet them out. If you could just, if you could just retweet it for me, that would be grand. That would be very much appreciated. Also, on YouTube, on Twitter, on my Instagram, on TikTok, the latest um, Spurs wipe, monthly wipe, written with Billy T. Very quiet month, but we managed to get something out on this one. It is now live. Just a minute, a minute every single month, encapsulating the month into one minute. Give it a watch and please give it a share because 
bugger all people have shared this one, right? And it's rattled me, right? So please retweet it, share it, say, look how good this is. Even if you don't think it's good, you just like listen to this and you think, don't waste time doing those Spurs wipe things, right? Just validate my ego some more, all right? Um, but yeah, please do enjoy. Have a look. Oh, it's my pinned tweet on X. It will be in my YouTube shorts. And like I say, it's on Instagram. It's on TikTok as well. Um, so you can watch that there. You can, if you do like the pods, you can sign up to Patreon. Patreon.com slash RTR pod. I've got like like this, but I record them before. So I do a preview pod. Um, I've got a Thursday bulletin pod where myself and Phil do the week's talking points in 20 minutes. And I've got the Robbie Keane Ultras recorded with Jack Gallagher that I'll be doing in the next few days with him as well, which is a monthly thing. He's not a Spurs fan. He's a football writer. He gives a kind of a bit of a, you know, a yardstick on how Spurs do it. But anyway, patreon.com slash RTR pod. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. It's not over. It's only our first loss of the season. We'll beat him at Stamford Bridge. Bollocks to Chelsea. Bollocks to all of it. Come on, you Spurs. Keep the faith. Keep the faith, everybody. Much love.